today on the show, Catholic subscriptions, great dad saints, you're pro-life, so now what? Our picks of the week and so much more, the Catholic Underground starts right now. It is indeed time for the See You Weekly, the podcast that tries to look for the good, the true, and the beautiful and bring it to you with the topics that matter. It's episode number 398. I am Father Chris Decker. Joining me this week, we've got Kathleen Lee, the executive directress of the Woman's New Life Center. Oh, yes. I like that. You like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, Kathleen's back from her sojourn at the beach. Yes, I'm back. Couldn't get rid of me that easy. No, the beach could not hold you. No, no. Basically, we would not be, want to get rid basically of because I'm too pasty to stay there. So. <laughs> and if the beach could hold you, it would have been quicksand, right? Yes. That's yeah, yeah. Also, Olivia Galino, student of life, our resident Italian food critic, critic, and the one who brought us cake. Today. I did. Yeah. Cake and wine. Welcome, yes. Olivia. Yay. And not just because of the wine and cake, but, but well, a lot because. But of that's it. part of it. I understand. This yeah, is okay. we we probably should go up to uh to, to to space to the Jeff Star One near Earth orbit satellite to Jeff Blackwell. He's our technical director, and he may have stolen a piece of that cake through the uh, hyper pneumatic tube. Absolutely, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Ed Ball mm-hmm. has returned from his sojourn yes. as well. And he is in the uh, the renewed, renamed Cotton Hyphen Ball Pit, <laughs> because Kieran Cotton switched the show last week. Yes, and Ed Ball is back there yeah. now. So, so although yeah, at the end of the ball. show, you didn't marry Kieran to Ed. No, I, I d- <laughs> sorry, Ed. <laughs> I did talk to Jeff, uh, Kieran's wife. <laughs> oh wow! It's 2019. This no, is Kieran's husband. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, so red. Oh my heavens! And that's our show, that's folks. The first time I've ever seen Father Chris. Blake. Man, that's quite a blush too. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just blame the the uh, the wine. I uh, guess. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I can't I can't find my way out of this. So um. So anyway, Jeff said, "Saw what you did there with my wife." I was like, well, you know, they make a good couple, Ed and, and Kieran, so I hope they're very happy forever in the cotton ball pit. Yeah, they anyway, have been uh, friends for years. Yeah. They have been friends yeah. for years. That's how it starts. Oh, my gosh. Folks, um, we're just going to go ahead and do a little program now. Um, maybe my, maybe, I love this so much. Maybe my skin tone will return to a normal, normal shade. I hope not. We just need to find other ways mm. to make him blush. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> Challenge accepted. If, if, if anybody can. Challenge accepted. And Kathleen. Yes. Backchat at CatholicUnderground.com. <laughs> One of the things that always makes me blush is when I get something in the mail. Oh, yeah. uh, and and actually, I have never tried any of these before, but there have been a few subscription services mm-hmm. that that I have uh, partaken of. One yeah. is uh, like an art box. Mm-hmm. So I, I tried it out for a year. And you get art supplies every month, and yeah. you you make something with the art supplies, and then you're um, encouraged to put them on your social media and that sort of nice. thing. Um, and uh, and there, I mean, boxes for everything now, right? So yeah. like, if you can't dress yourself in the morning, there are boxes for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought about doing, but the the issue is, I first of all, priest salary, <laughs> right, right. and number two, I pretty much wear yeah. the same yeah. thing. <laughs> you need like one new outfit a month. Yeah. Like, what's your style? Black. That's right. Um, spots of white. Dash of white. <laughs> one, one spot. Yeah. And I, of course, I realized that I don't have a, a whole lot of civilian attire, but the civilian attire that I do have is uh, is pretty much frozen from college. Mm. So oh. like I have I have jeans. Mm-hmm. I have khakis like yeah, everyone khakis. does. Khakis. And, you know, I've never seen you in khakis. I've no, you, you won't. You won't if you're lucky right. because it's, I'm not in college anymore. And you don't work at Best Buy. I also do not. 
<laughs> that you know of. Yeah. And track pants, right? Who doesn't yeah. have a pair of those? So I don't have but, a pair. <gasps> no? Well, so comfy. Okay. So so the, there are all of these things for your various lifestyles. Well, what about for the Catholic? Mm. Uh, apparently there uh, must be some yeah jim our managing editor um who is in washington dc with his family oh. um i think it was a school trip kind of thing cool. uh said you guys might want to talk about some catholic subscription boxes uh that uh, are worth checking out and so um they're kind of news to me had we had we uh had a little more lead time we might have been able to actually get them to send us the Catholic box. We might yeah. do that anyway, yeah. actually, and for picks of the week. But mm-hmm. anyway, so the first one uh, is called Feast Day. So, so think of Feast Day as a pilgrimage in a grocery bag. It all started when uh, a guy named John Hart came across a recipe for St. Martin's Goose in a Slovenian cookbook. Mm. As one does. As one does. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I, I look through cookbooks of the Eastern Bloc countries all the time. For geese, especially. For geese, especially. I have some seen some geese at the pond. I, I've wondered how <laughs> to prepare them for my I next would, gathering. I'd start with geese and work my way to other fowl that can be consumed. Um, and, so, uh, and so he came across this recipe. And since that moment, he's been captivated by rich Catholic traditions around the globe. And so he delved into research about these traditions. And as we know... Um, there are more saints on the calendar than we really possibly can mm-hmm. can uh, can can list. Mm-hmm. Uh, although the church uh, tries, you know. So I mean, the the new calendar uh, that was revised in 1969 kind of pared that down a good bit. But the extraordinary form calendar has saints and saints and saints. And then on top of that, you have saints that are not on the the general Roman calendar, but then are are particular or saints particular to an area. Mm-hmm. That uh, that's really kind of a beautiful thing. So he he discovered a lot of saints and feast days that he didn't know of. And uh, elsewhere in the world, people celebrated a lot of these feast days with delicious foods, because we're Catholic, mm-hmm. and traditions. And so he held on to the hope of using this knowledge in some way to help others bring the faith and the beauty of the liturgical seasons into their everyday lives. And so indeed he did. During the 2018 Lenten season, um, uh, an idea began to form, a subscription box, because there's a kind of, kind of nouveau. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's kind of a, a Catholic grocery started to take shape. So the first feast day box was sent out on October 1st. And so the feast day box uh, had uh, cod stuffed piquillo peppers for Lent, a hot cross buns mixed to make on Good Friday, mm. uh, baked kulurakia kulur- mm-hmm. for Easter, which I don't know anything about, yeah. and uh, an Our Lady of Grace water font and holy water bottles. Cool. So there's some little sacramental things mm-hmm. in there, uh, as well as, as uh, these, these foodstuffs. Says the bags regularly contain food items that are all ready to eat or easy to prepare, which is perfect if you're running short on time and meal prep. Uh, the bags start off at 20 bucks per month uh, for the movable feast option. And that's actually where movable feast comes from, mm-hmm. or, the, or the the feasts of the church here that that move on the calendar and yeah. aren't always on the same day. I got you. Yeah. Right. So like uh, Trinity Sunday is always the well now it's always the the Sunday after Pentecost. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, a movable feast might be like um, uh, the feast of the Sacred Heart moves the date, but not the time on the calendar. Mm-hmm. And then, well, I mean, Ascension's probably a low-hanging fruit there. Right. Uh, yeah. Ascension can either be on Thursday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so anyway, that's a. You didn't need to know that. <laughs> of course, you Just, did. What's the price? The most expensive box is the Solemnity, which is eighty bucks. And uh, you can sign up on their newsletter and get a 10% off uh, discount code. We'll put that in the show notes and everything. The second one is the mass box. Research shows that as many as 90% 
of learning for kids uh, is, under second grade is kinesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. So hands-on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Believe that. Um, Ashley and Raymond started the Mass Box as a solution for families to get hands-on with Bible and Mass prep. Yes. So, uh, so again, very simply, uh, Ashley and Raymond um, had, with their children, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old, Claire, Dominic, and Joseph, they struggled with their kids uh, to get their kids to behave at Mass, let alone to get anything, yeah. you know, to, mm-hmm. to put themselves into it, right? Right. Uh, and so they actually spent some time preparing with their kids for Mass in an age-appropriate way, and they said that it was far more meaningful. There were fewer meltdowns. Yes. Uh, and they said that crafts were especially useful, um, but they didn't have time to come up with a craft mm-hmm. and get all the materials and everything. And so uh, they started to provide the ability for other people to do this. And so the Mass Box has hands-on crafts that are themed in the Mass readings, a weekly magazine discussing the scriptures of the week, and fun videos with how-to webisodes for every craft. So think of it like a vacation Bible school in a box, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the box starts off at twelve ninety five, and parents can add craft kids, uh, you know, how many mm-hmm. littles you're preparing for Sunday. The four, the four child full mess prep kit is $69.95. Okay. That's awesome. I, mm-hmm. I found when teaching students, when you like sat down with them and said, okay, this is why we say this one part of the yeah. mass. Right. They tune in. Mm-hmm. And I think that we do a disservice to our kids when we're like, if we can just get through mass, mm-hmm. they'll never understand it. So just, yeah. you know, yeah. if we just, just try to be, be quiet during the yeah. consecration. Yeah, mm-hmm. they get it, man. Mm-hmm. You just got to put it in a way that they can understand. That's exactly them. right. And and I like the idea of that, that kinesthetic mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, uh, you know, uh, little, little Billy cannot go up into the sanctuary, right. uh, nor should he, please, you yes. know. it's. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but he can in in the home kind of experience some right. of the things that they're that you're going to witness. In fact, a lot of parents I've known I say a lot. Some parents I know uh, have gotten kind of the, an age appropriate Montessori style mask kit. Mm-hmm. We've had it. We featured it on the show, mm-hmm. so they can hold the little chalice and and see what it's about. Mm-hmm. And that does it. It apparently that seems to kind of um, uh, stave off some of the meltdowns, mm-hmm. things yeah. like that. Uh, and I like the idea too of you know a lot of people would say well seventy bucks gosh seventy yeah. bucks yeah but think about the things that we spend money on right. mm-hmm. and and what's important to us mm-hmm. you know uh, it's it's nothing for a parent to drop uh, a a large sum mm-hmm. uh, on like a summer camp or something like that mm-hmm. and so maybe to think of this in that vein a little bit mm-hmm. as, as an opportunity to. Well, and like in the moment, I I always kind of look at the the pain on parents' faces when like the the, the their child is just having a rough time in mass, yeah. and like you kind of look on their face and it's like that parent would pay seventy bucks right now. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? Like That's yeah. right. For, gladly uh, and willingly, mm-hmm, just to be mm-hmm. able to like give their child something constructive and and to be able to to pay half attention in mass. That's right. Uh, there's another one called a little Catholic box. Uh, it strives to create meaningful gift boxes to help their subscribers deepen their faith and to discover new products while supporting small Catholic businesses, which is a really cool thing, also to support Catholic artisans and religious orders. Uh, Liz and Jim, first met in college, Liz was Catholic but struggling to make it to Mass. Jim was a convert, was excited about his faith, and uh, they said that their first date consisted of driving an hour for pizza and then seeing the movie Therese, the story of Therese of Lisieux. Wow. And so uh, that kind of set off not only their own relationship, but... But uh, using Therese of Lisieux's example of, of being little, uh, they say they're not a large company, but they hope that their little box will be an extra push towards a deeper faith for those who receive it. So past boxes have included saint quote pencils, Bible verse zipper pouches, uh, prints from Catholic artists, uh, booklets and rosaries and Catholic food products. 
Uh, the Little Catholic Box offers one box with three different subscription plans. So you can save money based on how long you subscribe. Mm -hmm. And the prices range from $67.50 to $75 a box, depending on the subscription choice. Mm -hmm. So, nice. yeah. Saint of the Month is another one. If you like saints, then uh, Patrick is a lifelong Catholic who grew up in a, a rural part of Colorado where he was captivated by the stars at night. And he uh, thought about joining a, a lay religious movement, uh, maybe becoming a priest. Um, and as he went into formation, he grew more and more in his faith, of course, than any other time in his life. And he wanted to be a saint. And so after um, a lot of fruitful time in formation, he decided to return home, hoping to one day get married. Uh, being inspired by the saints, he decided to found a business that helps people become little saints. And so each box contains a list of goals, uh, goals aimed at helping you to grow in a specific virtue. So, for example, you might be asked to write a poem and to share it with subscribers. Um, also included are unique gifts that might include candles or home decor or motivational or devotional items. And the cost on those ranges from $8 to 44 bucks, depending on what plan you select. And then, uh, finally, the Catholic T-Shirt Club, because who doesn't like a T-Shirt? Mm, I love T-Shirts. Unfortunately, my, my housekeeper in my previous parish came to me one day and sat me down, like <laughs> mom-to-son style. And she said, Father Chris, if you buy any more T-Shirts, she says, they're all wonderful. They're all, you know, they're all cute. But if you, if you buy any more T-Shirts, there's nowhere to put them. <laughs> I said, you're right. You're right. Aw. See, that's a very rational way to mm -hmm. explain something. But I still bought more T-shirts. Of course, yeah. Well, that we all knew that was the conclusion, but Although she tried. I, I will say that I buy less kitschy T-shirts nowadays because I mean, I the only I wear them under my cassock, so mm -hmm. I'm the only one who reads them yeah. as you know as I'm putting my shirt on in the mm -hmm. mirror and then covering it up with my my cassock or my clerical but shirt. You know what? It but is. I chuckle at it, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. So uh, the the Catholic T-shirt club uh, preach the gospel at all times, right? Use shirts when necessary. Yes, I like you. Um, <laughs> Uh, with this, you'll get a subscription box and discounts on past shirts. Um, there's also a Facebook group uh, of Catholic shirt lovers. Mm -hmm. nice. um, you, cho you choose your T-shirt size, and then you, with a monthly subscription, you get a never-before-seen Catholic T-shirt with holy cards and medals and gifts. Um, yeah. uh, each item in your box, expan box expands on a future saint, a featured saint. My goodness. I did have a little sip of wine before. <laughs> Of of uh, Olivia brought strawberry wine. That yeah, but you've had a Sazerac before and been fine. So. That's true. I don't know. It's just a sip, too. That's, yeah. It's strawberry wine, folks. Mm. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, so um, you Straight can subscribe for twenty four bucks a month. Uh, you can bump your subscription up to include three to four Catholic gifts for twenty nine bucks a month. And then there's an option for the little Saint box, which includes children's sizes too. Aww. Cute. That's so if cute. you want uh, child saints, you can do that, right? Yeah, uh, this uh, the month for for month for June is Maximilian Kolbe, Saint Maximilian Kolbe. Mm. So there you go. Those are some some uh, different options if you're looking to kind of grow your faith in a uh, a unique way, uh, a way that maybe hasn't ever been thought of in your home before. This mm -hmm. would be the way to do it. So Catholic subscription boxes is the way to do it. Yeah. Yep. One of the things that you can always subscribe to, of course, is is uh, is our show. We are the Catholic Underground. Yep, we sure are. Mm -hmm. And uh, you are listening to the Catholic Underground. We're online at catholicunderground.tv. I am Father Chris Decker, joined by Kathleen Lee, Olivia Galino. Jeff Blackwell is in space. <laughs> also, our picks of the week are coming up. But first, 
Uh, we thought we'd talk a little bit about uh, a day on the calendar here, uh, yep. wherever mm-hmm. you're listening to us in the future or in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's Father's Day right now. Yes, yeah. it is. And, uh, and so we thought we'd take a look at a timely article that also is kind of timeless, too. Uh, Philip Kozlowski over at Alatea. Uh, has an article about saints who are also great dads. Yeah, and I, I like that it's it's um, coming on. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the way that they they pick things that are very real and relatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it comes to like spiritual things, because they don't over spiritualize, but they make things very real at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, yeah. So um, the first one, and I was like surprised going through this list. Like, wow, they really went with like some hipster saints like yeah, i had yeah. to do some reading and be like who is twitter this is awash person? in some of these folks uh yes. because they are as you say they're hipster saints there and twitter is nothing but hipsters that's, that's true um, it appears that way yes i mean anyway <laughs> so the first one is blessed charles or carl of austria mm-hmm. so don't know who that is um but oh, i he do was, my, my medieval no, history professor <laughs> i think like knew him or had family <laughs> members who knew how him. he's very old Mm. Uh, (laughs) okay all right so he was immortal that's cool Mm -hmm. um but blessed charles or carl um he was the last emperor of austria i mean i guess that's possible for your well he he was in fact yeah that's right so so for your professor to know him i guess yeah when the austro-hungarian empire was effectively Mm -hmm. kind of dissolved um at the at the end in the midst of world war ii yeah lead up to world in the lead up to world war one and then throughout the 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 well, there really wasn't much of it left by the Second World War. Yeah. But anyway, this ain't the History Channel. We it's the Catholic I'm Underground. I'm just trying so. to like rationally <laughs> yeah. think through how could he have known? Anyway. Yeah. I um, think his like his grandfather or his father and grandfather knew the royal family somehow. Very cool. Because there's not yeah. many emperors left. Because he spoke about uh, Blessed Carl's wife a lot. Princess yeah. Zita. Princess Zita, which is also a fabulous name. Yes, so please. anyone looking for hipster Catholic names for your children, Zita. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but he was, he was a husband, he was a family man and he was very loyal to his wife who was also a princess. Um, and you know, they have it on record that Carl told Zita when they got married, you know, now we must help each other attain heaven. Which by the way, is, uh, is the goal of marriage, yeah, not, the just entire procre- point. <laughs> not just procreation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. All of that itself is an image mm-hmm. of atta- trying to get to the point where you present your spouse mm-hmm. to Jesus. That's right. Climbing the mystical mountain together. As it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was also very devoted to the Blessed Mother, um, and that was apparent on his wedding band. He had uh, an antiphon in Latin inscribed... Um, Subtuum presidium configimus sancta dei genitrix, which just means we take refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. And the subtuum presidium is uh, is an ancient prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a um, was one of Saint Maximilian Kolbe's favorite prayers as oh, well. Oh yeah, because he mm-hmm. loved him the Blessed Mother. It's true. Um, so yeah. imagine that being your wedding band. Yeah. yeah, and like and the fact that he's also like a political leader. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's an emperor. He has an empire to run, but like he is very focused on like I know what I'm here for. Yeah. and I know what my purpose is. It's funny, Blessed Carl. Uh, whenever he was a kid. He was he was well known um, uh, for for being very very devout. Uh, mm-hmm. He knew all the prayers that typical typical Catholic youth would learn. He loved praying them. He really loved the Rosary. He liked making pilgrimages to Marian shrines. Um, and as a young child, he was so concerned about the poor and the needy that he did odd jobs around the home to earn money to give to them. Wow. I mean, I can I can't even imagine as a young child that being. Mm-hmm. Part of like, hmm, 
what can I do with my allowance? Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. I think the capacity is there, though. Like even like, you know, he wanted to make pilgrimages to Marian shrines. Like I think about um, Blessed Carlo can't remember his last name the the 15 year old saint who like cataloged all the oh yeah the uh, eucharistic, eucharistic miracles, miracles. Yeah. yeah um acutus something like mm-hmm. that is his last name that's it but um but i mean he died when he was 15 that's you, true. you know so he spent yeah. the majority of his childhood doing mm-hmm. something so beautiful and i think it like it, you know blessed uh carl too has that that kind of natural affinity of a child to just be curious yeah. you know we just want to be curious and so like what can we be curious about good things um mm-hmm. you know and the same with like helping to focus attention in mass like it's not just like like we were talking about earlier like it's not just to to get their attention and make them be quiet but uh or like you know anything will do but like right. no no these are good things yeah. like we you should really like focus your energies on this and like whatever curiosity you have like let it grow right so i love that um but yeah so i mean he was like we said like also running an empire um mm-hmm. and and if you know anything about like history that usually involves lots of like war and conflict and all that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, opportunities to be vicious opportunities mm-hmm. to be malicious to other people, mm-hmm. to people in your own kingdom, to throw people under the bus, whatever. Um, but even in the midst of all the stresses of running an empire and trying to do it virtuously, he never forgot his family. Yep. Um, they were that as a, the Royal family, they were once exiled from the throne Yeah, in 1919. In by 1919. The way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he wept for his people but he also said that it was like a providential time for his family. Um, this is a quote. He said his um, his only consolation in losing his throne was the fact that he could spend more time with his wife and family. Like that's someone who knows what his purpose is. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, this awful thing has happened. That's yeah. that's irreversible pretty yeah. much, at least in my lifetime. So but you know what? Yeah. I mm-hmm. get to spend more time with my wife and family. And that is awesome. One of the interesting things, too, is that he also um, I mean, he went from being the, the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire mm-hmm. uh, after the overthrow in 1919. Mm-hmm. He, he lived in poverty. They, yeah. they didn't have any of the um, yeah. the comforts that they did. And yet he bore that as well as illness um, mm-hmm. very well. He died in 1922. Yeah. Oh. And um, and actually on his deathbed, it said, it said of him that he prayed for all of his children by name. Um, and one of his frequent prayers was, look after my little ones, let them die rather than commit a mortal sin. Keep them in body and soul. Mm-hmm. That's a dad. That's a dad. <laughs> Ooh, that's yeah. a dad right there. Another dad is King Louis the Ninth. Um, so if you're familiar with uh, like South Louisiana culture and you've ever been to to St. Louis Cathedral in New Orleans, that's who the, that the King Louis that we're talking about. Um, he was the King of France from 1226 to 1270. Mm-hmm. Um, so nice substantial reign. Um, and he actually, you know, he is also known as like a, a family man. Like yeah. he's pretty well known for, for how he treated his family and, and the love he had for his wife in a time mm-hmm. when, you know, loving your wife really was kind of an option. Um, but he was also very insistent um, and well known for for raising his children in virtue, mm-hmm. um, and and that's evidenced by uh, some letters that he wrote. And one of them he wrote to his son, and he said, "You know, my first instruction is that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your strength." So echoing what we hear in the scriptures, um, and he says, "You know, if the Lord has permitted you to have some trial, bear it willingly and with gratitude, considering that it has happened for your good." Um, and that perhaps you well deserved it. Now that's that's also yeah. a dad thing that's a to dad say, thing, right? Yeah. Is that yeah, if you if you're permitted to bear a trial, bear it willingly, mm-hmm. bear it with gratitude because it would ha- perhaps has happened for your good, mm-hmm. and also maybe you deserve yeah. the yeah. consequences of your mm-hmm. actions, right? Mm-hmm. And so not like you know 
you suck. Like you should, <laughs> but like, but to, to, we need that kind of check sometime. Like, well, sure, you know, yeah. like I remember, you know, times growing up when, when like my, my parents would help me think through situations yeah. and there would be times when it'd be like, okay, well like, you know, did you do anything like to, to make this worse, to bring it on yourself? And like, there are some times when the, that answer is yes. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. it's just part of being human and part of maturing that we have to recognize and be able to say like, yeah, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. But, and now I have to deal with the consequences, but right. I, the first step is being like, well, I did yeah, screw up, you know, I, I have invited this in some way. Um, but he also told him, you know, if the Lord bestows upon you any kind of prosperity, thank him humbly and see that you become no worse for it either through vain pride or anything else, because you ought not to oppose God or offend him in the ma- in the matter of his gifts. And I think that's important too, because, you know, like anything, if some, sometimes if good things happen, we start to think that we've done it all on our mm-hmm. own mm-hmm. or, you know, with, with great power comes great responsibility, right? So like a lot of money, a lot of uh, mm-hmm. uh, responsibility, a lot of authority can be abused. Yeah. Like being a king. Yeah. Look at this golden calf I've made. Yeah. Everybody let's worship it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and then he, you know, he closes with, be kind-hearted to the poor, the unfortunate, and the afflicted. Um, so again, that that concern for the other, that concern for those who have less. Mm. Um, and we have Louis Martin. Louis Martin was uh, St. Therese's father, and then he and Zélie Martin were canonized together, yes. um, the first married couple to be canonized together because their marriage is what made them saints. Um, and uh, he had all daughters. Well, they had two sons that died in um, in infancy, but, um, but they had all daughters that grew to maturity, um, and he, like, doted on them. He had little nicknames for them. Um, and many of them actually ended up in, entering the convent, including St. Therese. But, um, but yeah, he had all these, these cute little nicknames for them. Like Marie was the diamond Pauline, uh, who was kind of like a, a feisty one, um, <laughs> and had like some anger <laughs> issues. Um, but she was like the fine pearl. That's what he called her. Celine was the dauntless one. Oh, um, Kathleen is also dauntless. Yeah. I agree with that. She's also <laughs> good-hearted. Well, that's a different, a different franchise. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. Mm. But no, she's also good-hearted, like Leonie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Therese was the little queen or bouquet, uh-huh. bouquet of flowers, perhaps. Mm. Um, he was an active father because uh, for for a. a good portion of their marriage um Zaylee was the one who was working uh, making wow, lace yeah. mm-hmm. and he was the one kind of raising the family um and she described him as having a eucharistic spirituality mm. um that he he would give anything and give it a hundred times over and never complain if people you know like abused him or or said ill things of him it didn't it didn't affect him yeah um and he just gave um to the end for his family um and then there's also St. Augustine um, that I want to mention because he was not your typical like family man. He had a son out of wedlock um, mm-hmm. with his mistress. He had a longtime mistress when he was um, still like a Manichaean. Um, Which would of, have been a heretic. Yes, yeah. he was in heresy because he persisted in it. That's what heresy is. That's right. Um, but he had a son, and the son's name was actually Adeodatus, which means gift of God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can see God working there. Um so, uh, but he never married his mistress, his mistress, and that's why you know he became a bishop. Yeah. Um, but in the confessions, you hear over and over about how Adeodatus was with him. They would, you know, he would just mention him like it was casually, like, of course he's here. Um, so, and they were actually baptized together. So, you know, no matter your situation in life, there's always an opportunity to, to be a a good father, to be a holy father. That's right. And we, uh, we will go to break mentioning St. Joseph, of course, the silent father, the beautiful father. We're the Catholic Underground. We'll be right back after this.
Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Welcome back. You found the Catholic Underground with me, Father Chris Decker. Kathleen Lee is here. Olivia Galino abides. Yes. Jeff Blackwell and Ed Ball are up in space. Hey, guys. Hi. <laughs> and also, oh, hi also, our picks of the week are, are floating around in space, but uh, we thought we'd come back down to this planet we call, what do you call your planet again? I'm not an alien. Uh, Earth. We Earth. thought we'd come back down to Earth for a moment. Ten points for Father Chris. That's right. I remembered it. <laughs> it's not Zebulon 4. Um, and, uh, and, and so a lot of folks have seen the movie Unplanned. Right, We've yeah, talked yeah. about it here on the show yeah. and how groundbreaking and uh, really kind of a watershed film this right. was because a lot of things were uncovered. Sure, yeah. And, and that has driven a lot of folks to seek at least, if nothing else, information. Right. right. If not a tremendous conversion of right. heart and of mind that, that has taken place. Right. And so we thought maybe um, we'd spend this segment, since, since you, Kathleen, are now um, daily in the work of, of providing alternatives yeah. to, to abortion, um, alternatives to both men and women, right. mm-hmm. um, we would talk a little bit about that. So, yeah. you know, you watch the film. I'm pro-life now. Right. I get it. Mm-hmm. Now what do I do? Now what? Yeah. And, you know, it's very interesting because I think I've mentioned before, but my pro-life journey, um, now looking back on it to where I started and where I am now has has immensely changed mm-hmm. in what I've done, what I've believed, what I've, you know, how I've acted towards other people. You know, and I think um, what's really interesting is people see the movie or they hear about you know what abortion actually is or at how it's performed or they hear something in the news about a clinic that is is just atrocious Mm -hmm. yeah and there's this there's a great passion that comes out of people Mm -hmm. and we we have seen that at our clinic our Mm -hmm. clinic is actually right next door um to the abortion clinic here in baton rouge and um we've seen an outpouring of 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 just people who want to do something Mm -hmm. like I can't sit at home and do anything anymore. Um, but what's really uh, important I think is, um, to prioritize your actions Mm -hmm. and, um, and to widen your horizons. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I, I remember when I first started, um, for myself, I was a junior in high school doing a project on abortion and I didn't really think much of it. I didn't really have a stance. It was a subject that you had to cover. Right. right? Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. um, I found out that the abortion clinic here in Baton Rouge was literally across the street from my pediatrician's office. Oh my. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I remember I, we drove over there as a little small group. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like you can go one way and take care of your child. You Mm -hmm. can go another way and take care of your child. Yeah. And I was furious and I was like, who, like, who even thinks about this and who even like who does this and mm-hmm. so if you can imagine Kathleen adult Kathleen's ire yeah mm-hmm. imagine kid Kathleen's yeah. ire which mm-hmm. was like 58,000 yes. times more yes, Go, mm-hmm. yes. It, it was it was yes I was not a very happy camper like the anger guy from yes. inside out yes exactly and I was like that's it all these people are evil and mm-hmm. and save the babies mm-hmm. right that is such a beautiful unbridled passion but 
thank God I had people in my life that were like, Kathleen, you really need to think about this. Like Mm -hmm. think beyond, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, I don't want to think about, you know, beyond, I don't want, I know what happens in those, in those doors and I'm, you know, that's it. And I had people who said, okay, number one, uh, you need to bring this to prayer. Mm-hmm. And that should be our first. I mean, we're going to talk about several ways that you can do that. Um, but number one is is prayer for patience, for understanding, yeah. um, for love and charity of all people that are involved. Right. Because I had some really good people that said, Kathleen, why do you think I mean, you grew up in, um, you know, my parents are still together. I grew up in a in a pretty upper middle class you know, family. I went to, you know, Catholic schools my whole life. You know, I know that if I would have gone home and been in that situation, I would have had layers upon layers of support. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Kathleen, think about like, what makes women choose this? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know, because they're evil. And they're like, no, no, no. think about it. You know, and then doing this project and getting more involved in it, it was like, man, like there's a whole nother world out there that I don't know about, Mm -hmm. right? So Lord, give me understanding. Give me patience with myself um, and, and give me understanding. Like help me find the right information. Mm-hmm. Right, so number one, I would say is is your first priority should be prayer mm-hmm. for yourself, for the situation, for those that are involved. For an open mind and an open heart right. to be able to take in that which is true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, these everyone involved is a human being. Right. Everyone involved is a human being. I remember going to... Um, going to the Holocaust Museum one time, and we go there every year for the March for Life, you know, and we compare the two, um, you know, and we talk about what they have in common, and, and we had gone for, I think, a pre-trip, and we were, you know, we were down getting a tour by, by a young Jewish man, and he was showing us this, this new exhibit they had, and he, they had this picture on the wall of three or four um, Nazi sh- soldiers, and they were, they, it just started to rain, and they had their arms around each other, and they were laughing. Mm-hmm. And he said, I want you to look at this picture, because Hitler would send his his soldiers to like a retreat, because mm-hmm. he knew what they were doing was so heavy. Yeah. And he said, I want you to look at these people. He said, they're just people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who made horrible decisions, mm-hmm. but in the end, at the end of the day, they're human beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ooh, yeah. what? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was such an eye-opening experience. But so number one, pray. Mm-hmm. Number two, I think we it's very, very important because this issue can be very um, emotion-driven, mm-hmm. right? You know, on both sides of the of of the fence. And that's mm-hmm. often the face that we see in popular media exactly. is yeah. just the emotion and none of the ration. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there, there aren't that many, you know. Outside of our clinic, we have people who are very emotion driven, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's very evident. Um, but the facts aren't there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so we need to be one educated, mm-hmm. right? Or that's this number two. Two, be educated about what is actually going on. What are the laws that are coming up? What are the laws actually saying, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can go to go to places like um, abortionfacts.com, mm-hmm. right? And it'll give you, you know, Louisiana right to life. I don't know if they have that in, in any other, like, uh, what are, like a, no, a number of states yeah. do have um, a, a pro-life yeah. wing yeah. that's and then there's national right to mm-hmm. life. right yeah, yeah. So, if you go I mean like if you if you just go I know for a fact mm-hmm. if you go to Louisiana right to life yeah. they'll give you information on what abortion is mm-hmm. what happens what actually goes on you can go I found a really cool place a website called checkmyclinic.org and you can go online because a lot of times you, you know when I look across the way across our parking lot you know, I look at the abortion clinic and I think, oh, well, horrible things go on in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like they may 
yeah you know yes in my in my personal belief but they may run you know this is and this is and i want to say this taking out my own personal belief Mm -hmm. um they may run a pretty stand-up clinic Mm -hmm. you know a pretty substantial clinic Mm -hmm. um but checkmyclinic.org you can go on and find every report against any any abortion clinic in your state. And so I went on, we have three here in, in Louisiana and I printed out everything because mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to say, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what they've been reported yeah. for. And this, this is not the first time they haven't had, you know, uh, equipment to save a life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not the first time they've been found, you know, um, with biohazard material mm-hmm. it, in a place that it shouldn't be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's not, I mean, it's it just the more that we equip ourselves and the more that we can stand in that information, then, you know, I can say if I'm if I'm arguing with someone, mm-hmm. right, that you, this argument is based on emotion and yeah. mine is based on on fact. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of um, you can check out the Bioethics Defense Fund or the National Catholic Bioethics Center. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work that's being done to point out that this is not just a religious issue, mm-hmm. this is not just a personal belief issue, that this is a scientific issue um, of when life begins, right? And it used to be, I mean, it used to be that until you were outside of your mother's body, mm-hmm. you yeah. were not born, you were not alive. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing across the United States um, several heartbeat bills mm-hmm. being passed, which allows, which, you know, doesn't allow abortions after five to six weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you say from like nine months mm-hmm. to five to six weeks? I mean, and that's based on science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so you can check out all these places. That's not just emotion. That's right. yeah. science. Yeah. So. If you want to know what's going on in the news, if you want, like, you know, I have a lot of friends who check um, just secular news sites, but you can also check out lifenews.com mm. and it'll give you all the stuff that's going on around the country. Um, and you just want to make sure that when you're checking out these sites um, or when you're looking at news about about anything pro-life or pro-choice, um, that you know where that article is coming from. Mm-hmm. Who's writing it? Yeah. Right. Who are they interviewing? What language are they using? Because, you know, I, I found it very interesting a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was referred to as a uh, an anti-choicer. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Because at our clinic, um, the women who come through our door have every choice in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We sit down and we talk to them about, you know, you know, empowering them. Like, that's that's what's interesting. They come into our clinic. Right. And we say, look, this this is what you were made to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it may not be the right time, but yeah. you can absolutely do this. Yeah. You know, um, and if not, here are your options. Mm-hmm. And we talk. I mean, we talk to our our clients about the reality yeah. of abortion. Yeah. And we say, look, we we can't support that, but you know, you need to know all the issues. Yeah. Um, and that's not always the case when they walk mm-hmm. into an abortion mm-hmm. clinic. Right. Right. Well, because comes, the society gives so much of just the the one option. Right. right. So to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, like that you start, y'all start with seeing him as a person, right? Yeah. you know, like a person in a crisis. Right. And I like, mm-hmm. I know, you, you know, Danielle, who's the respect yeah. life director in our, uh, in our diocese. And I love what she said about this. And I'll always remember it. She says that, you know, a woman doesn't want an abortion. Like she wants an ice cream cone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A woman wants an abortion. Like she wants to saw off her arm. That's mm-hmm. cut, caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. and, and we can understand that, you know, Absolutely. but it takes, it 
takes putting it in that mindset of like, it's right. not like she's just freewheeling. Like, I think I'll go get an abortion today. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. You know, it's very interesting. I, I, in my office, my office looks across the way, um, into the front door of our, of the abortion clinic. And I open my window every day. And what you see on the news is not what you see across the parking yeah. lot. Right. That's not there. There are not women walking through that door, you know, holding signs mm-hmm. saying my body, my choice and, yeah. and throwing a party. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you these women are, are are so vulnerable. Right. And a lot of times in our mind, we see these women who go get abortions as like, oh, it's just like an elective thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like that has been a deep impact for me is to be able to see the reality of what it of what it actually is and i encourage you you know in that same sense to um you know so one would be prayer to get informed Mm -hmm. really um and then three and only three should be activism Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. do something about it now Mm -hmm. you you can go out like you know i i i I laugh, but it's some. I only laugh because it's very sad. We had um, some guys. We have um, sidewalk advocates that come out, and you know anybody can come and pray outside of the abortion clinic, and so we get all kinds of characters. Mm-hmm. And we had um, these two guys that came uh, from Mississippi, I believe, and they just wound up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, emotion, right? It very emotion driven, mm-hmm. and they were yelling at these poor girls, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like. You're a murderer, oh, no. comparing him to Hitler, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And then at the end, he goes, "And I say this because I love you." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What? I That's yeah. not what mm-hmm. <laughs> you know." Mm-hmm. And so, like, go and be a witness, mm-hmm. right? Go and be a prayerful presence, yeah. right? But you can. It can be really tricky because a lot of times um, when we're on the front lines. It's like I got this. I got to save something. Right. I got to. I got to make the save, mm-hmm. right? And in that that instance, we stop seeing those women as human beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they become objects that I must right. save. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rather mm-hmm. than people that I must encounter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I mean, for me, the the movie Unplanned uh, kind of cemented the important role of Saint Joseph of, mm-hmm. of silence, mm-hmm. of standing by, yeah. of yeah. being present. Exactly. You know. Um, and, and waiting for them to mm-hmm. lead. Because oftentimes, uh, it's been my experience that they're, they're waiting for somebody to yeah. talk to, and they've been taught by society at large to don't look over at right. the people who are quiet. Don't, mm-hmm. don't encounter them because they're going to try to talk you out of something that is mm-hmm. so easy. Right. It's not. If it yeah. were so easy, yeah. then you wouldn't have to be told to don't look at the yeah. people yeah, who, yeah. Are try- who are praying for you silently. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So, so in your activism... One, be aware of your approach, right? Can you like can you just imagine facing the most difficult decision of your life in a public place, mm. mm-hmm. and people know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They know exactly where you're going, and how would you want to be approached, mm-hmm. right? Who, what would attract you to talk to someone? You know, would it be a gentle good morning? Mm-hmm. You know, um, or would it be somebody yelling at you? Yeah. You know that you're a murderer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so so think about your your approach. Know where your nearest pregnancy center is. I mean, we're really simple because we're right next door. Right. Yeah. Um, but in your place, in your state, um, where is the abortion clinic, and where is the the nearest pregnancy crisis center, mm-hmm. crisis pregnancy center? Um, because it's not enough to say don't do that, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the argument, right? Right. Because a lot of the pro-choice you know, argument is that we say, don't kill your baby, period. Mm-hmm. 
right? And there's no, but what do you want me to do, yeah. right? And so we have to be able to say, and you have to be willing, right? If you're gonna go out there, you have to be willing to say, I'll drive you there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know exactly where it is, I'll drive you there. Um, you know, we've I've, I've known people who have stood outside of abortion clinics, and this is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't think that I'm telling everyone to go out and do this. But I've had people, couples who have um, stood, stood outside and offered to pay for, um, like pay for um um uber or a taxi yeah, or, uber something. Or, yeah, a taxi yeah. or i'll will adopt your baby mm-hmm. i'll uh-huh. take care of your baby uh-huh. right or um a lot of that's kind of the thing is they they'll pay for the abortion ahead of time like mm-hmm. i already spent 500 dollars. Mm-hmm. we have people out at, at our clinic mm-hmm. um who stand outside on the sidewalk and they say we'll reimburse you mm-hmm. i will reimburse you for whatever yeah. you paid so far if mm-hmm. you walk away yeah right and not only that but here is a place that's going to teach you yeah. how to how to be a mom yeah. right how to be a parent um here are some some places that are going to provide you with material support mm-hmm. our clinic offers um free professional counseling mm-hmm. right which is like unheard of yeah mm-hmm. um but indispensable right, right. yeah i mean and, and you know you find with these women that they really just need an opportunity to sit down to take a breath yeah. and to be told you can do this mm-hmm. and here's how i'm going to help yeah. you right you know um there uh, so so no places like where your your nearest pregnancy center is um no uh maybe some adoption services that are out there. Uh, Catholic Charities has one. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are many, many agencies in every city um, that, you know, I know that's something that, that we're all looking to to kind of boost up, mm-hmm. right, um, is adoption. There mm-hmm. are many, many couples who are waiting to provide homes for, for mm-hmm. you know, for children who need it, right? Most importantly, be willing to walk with them after their choice. Yeah. yeah. And what's most important is be willing to walk with them after their choice, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Because that's hard when they walk when they walk away from you and they walk in that door of that clinic. Mm-hmm. You know, our tendency is to say, "Well, yeah, I've done what I, you know, I yeah, lost that." You one. can feel like you've lost the right? battle. And yeah. we and we say at our clinic, we say it's not our victory no. and it's not our loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the Lord's, yeah. and and we do what we can. Um, and you know what's beautiful about about our clinic is we've had women who have come in, um, who have been abortion minded, mm-hmm. and they've they've had an abort they've left mm-hmm. had an abortion and come back for post abortive counseling mm-hmm. because of the atmosphere that that the staff at Women's New Life Center, um, you know, cultivates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they felt safe there. Yeah. Right? They, they were uncomfortable, but they did feel safe there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe they couldn't really admit it to themselves mm-hmm. at right. that point because yeah. it was so charged. Right, and so in that in that sense, um, know about post-abortive uh, resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there's Rachel's Vineyard. There's Entering Canaan. Um, there might be some local programs that you have counseling that might be available to women, mm-hmm. because if you can put that on a card, mm-hmm. right, and you know a woman has walked through that door and come out and had an abortion, mm-hmm. it's easy enough to say you might want to hold on to this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they they may scoff at you. They mm-hmm. may you know like get out of my way. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna tuck that card away yep. because sometimes 10 15 years later mm-hmm. um, these women are just starting to deal with what they've done mm-hmm. right um when it, so we have prayer we have be informed we have um, advocacy a- advocacy a- a- and activism, activism right uh-huh. um you can also um 
what's really interesting is is we're seeing a lot in in the news today about you know in New Orleans they are uh, like 50 restaurants and bakeries oh, in New Orleans yes. yeah, yeah. Are, are raising money for the New Orleans uh, abortion fund, something mm-hmm. like yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like, oh, okay, well, I know who's not on my list anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. There's actually, if you go to Life Decisions International, um, they list and they keep a very current list of all the places that support Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Now, be aware um, it's a lot of places that you probably shop at yeah. um, and so you kind of have to take that to prayer for yourself mm-hmm. you you know you might get so deep in that hole that you you just you know yeah. um, it's up to you you know and you can look at that and say man I spend a lot of my all I wear is is converse yeah yeah on the list yeah. you know like right. uh, and you know you, you might be called to make another choice right mm-hmm. um, no, and this is this is another thing that I think is super important. Um, expand your mind on on who all is involved in this mm-hmm. in this movement, right? Um, or industry, it, really? Industry, yeah, yeah, right. In the in the abortion industry, um, you know, of course, we, first and foremost, the the baby, right, mm-hmm. and then the mama, mm-hmm. and then we don't think about this, but the dads. Yeah, man, like. At the clinic that that we are next to, they don't let the dads in. Mm. They don't mm. let them back. Yeah. And so I've seen many, many men sit in their car and and lose their minds yeah. because what they were meant to do to protect, to provide, they have no choice in, mm-hmm. none. You know. And so these men are dealing with you know how they've supported their you know their partner in this and and what their part in is and and they need help, mm-hmm. right? Then. You got to pray for the workers at the clinic. Oh yeah. You got to pray for conversion of hearts to the doctors. Mm-hmm. You got to pay play you got to pray for um, our legislation, right? Um, but most importantly like again, it's just a bunch of uh, human beings across the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't have horns growing out their head, mm-hmm. you know, and and you know, they, and they were created as fundamentally good as as right. we were, right? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. yeah. And some of them, many, many of them feel very trapped in the, in the industry, mm-hmm. right? And so Abby Johnson, who used to work for Planned Parenthood in New Orleans, who Unplanned is is the story of her life, mm-hmm. um, she started a ministry called And Then There Were None. Mm-hmm. And it's a ministry involved in helping um, those who work in the abortion industry to find other jobs. Because sometimes that can be like a black stain on your resume, Sure. right? Um, and sometimes this is the only job they can have and they're trying to support their own family. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are things you can participate in like national movements like the 40 Days for Life or a, um, local and national March for Lives. Um, I think something also very important is encourage um, mm. a, a pro-life group in your parish, yeah. right? And encourage your priest to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah to talk about it because yeah. I think that might be something that, I, mean, I don't know, maybe you can speak mm-hmm. to that. I, you know, we've talked to priests and they say, oh, we don't have, not, yeah. now this is not all priests mm-hmm. at all, but you know, we don't have post-abortive women in our parish. Oh, oh, oh you do baby. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, and, and it is for, for priests, it's a very difficult topic to broach. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I usually, um, I usually talk about, uh, abortion uh, with other life issues, mm-hmm. right. um, so that because uh, one of the things that oftentimes we'll say is, well, it feels like you're singling certain people mm-hmm. out, and I mean, in a sense, it, it is. You know, yeah. it is a, a very distinct sector, right. um, but uh, but it is one of those things too that the priest has to be willing to not be liked, and that's a that's yeah. a great danger for us as priests. You know, is you only want to say things that the people want to hear instead of the things they need to hear. Right. You know. 
Um, and, and I've, I mean, I've spoken of abortion as well, um, many times throughout my priesthood. Um, and there've been a few times where people have gotten up uh, clearly so that I can see them Mm -hmm. and turned 180 degrees and walked out of the church. Mm. Um, and, and that's, that's difficult for us as, as spiritual fathers Mm. to, to see, um, when, when you're thinking, I know I've thought like, well, I didn't even get to the end of the homily yet. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they heard the A word and Mm -hmm. then that was all that, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but but it is important, I think, that we as priests continue to uh, to make that a part of our of our of our preparation and to say, Holy Spirit, do you want me to say this? Right? Mm-hmm. What do you want your people to hear? That's always my first prayer whenever mm-hmm. I prep for for a homily. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's what it is. Is Christopher, because the Holy Spirit calls me by my my <laughs> Christian name. Uh, you need to talk about this today. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I do. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, Kathleen, for, for giving us the, the this big rundown, and that's very good. We'll put all those links in the show notes, by the way, so that you will have them. Um, but one of the things we also want you to have is that part of the show that we like to call... The CU Pick of the Week. And so, Kathleen, you're back. So I'm back. Go. And I have a throwback. It's a modern throwback, though. It's the Fujifilm Instax... And mini eight. Hiya. So yeah. So you can like hear. It's a camera, by the way. Yeah, if you're uh, if so, you're watching us on the radio, and Kathleen is taking a photograph. So you can take a picture. It comes out the top. Beep, you boop. can hear it. Here it goes. It sounds awesome. And then you shake it. Yeah. And now you would shake it like a. Now okay, wait. No, but it's not. It's a Fuji film. I took one earlier. Hold on. Wait for it. Yeah. So if you're watching us on the radio, Kathleen's going to <laughs> attempt move. to. Okay, there it is. To show That's the picture. Yes, we're so of cute. All three of us. You can't no, see keep Olivia's it right where it is. Keep it right where it is. Yeah. Love it. Uh, you're you're watching us on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathleen is attempting yeah. to show the picture yes. to all of you. So. so it's a throwback. It's very fun. And uh, you get cool pictures that you have to take pictures of so that you can post them online. Right. Anyway, is but is then the just, uh, film expensive? Uh, no, it's not bad. I, f- I forgot how much it is, but it's okay. not. I got like six for. Yeah. Six six rolls or yeah. six cartridges. Yeah. It, and it you can is, order so. it on Amazon, oh, yeah. Walmart. It's pretty widely available. Yeah, so you don't right. even have to think that's about neat. the money. It just comes that's right neat. out of your yep. card. And exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like America. How, <laughs> what, what, what are you spending your card money on these days? <laughs> I, well, as is right and just, I spend my money on baking things. Yay. Which we're quite um, happy yes, about. Indeed. Well, and I thought about this as my pick of the week um, for one reason, a couple of reasons, because a lot of people have asked me lately, like, how do you do this? Like, why is my stuff not coming out? Or why is mm-hmm. it to this? Or whatever. And like, y'all, I'm not a wizard. I have no like special gifts that you don't have. But what I do that some a lot of people in America don't do is I bake by weight. Yeah. So my pick of the week is a kitchen scale. Nice. Um, and I first started using one that I just like found in our kitchen and like it was really old, but like it still worked. And so I uh, and, like my kitchen at home with my parents. And now that I'm in my own house, I need my own scale. Um, so I use this one that we'll link to on Amazon. It's about $55. Um, but this one's actually cool because it's it's good for you know anyone who's starting. Um, so you can bake by ounces. Maybe you're more comfortable doing that. Or uh, I do grams. You can also do pounds. Like if you're just like maybe going through some volume. I want a large cake, please. (laughs) Yeah. Or like you're making spaghetti meatballs for people and you're like, I need nine pounds of meat. Like Mm -hmm. this will tell you. Um, But it's also cool because it will help you bake using baker's math, um, Mm. which is a way of baking by ratio. So, you know, if you know that you're supposed to have, 
you know, 66% flour, 23% water, My. 2%. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's you know, a salt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because that's, a lot of recipes are just by percentage, so you mm. could just scale things up or down as needed. Um, wow. So obviously that's like, you know, leveling up, but just first you can, um, you can start by baking by weight. And I'll even link to a conversion chart that I use. So if you want to take your recipes that you love now and make them into something that you could use um, uh, to bake by weight. This, uh, this baker's math kitchen scale also has a hinged gunk shield. Yes, Ooh. because the gunk is real. Yeah, that's gross. Mm. It, it'd be so, real. Uh, Jeff, what's your uh, gunk? I mean, your pick uh, of the week. Yeah, but we need to do a show about that. Uh, <laughs> my, my, uh, two words, casual chicken. Mm. That's how uh, I like okay. my chicken, actually. My, um, uh, actually, my daughter surprised me with a Father's Day gift of food. Extraordinary nice. uh, uh, chicken salad, and it's made by Chicken Salad Chick. Mm. But, but when I found that they were closed on Sundays, I assumed, well, maybe this must be uh, like a franchise of uh, Chick-fil-A. But no, it's not. Uh, but uh, I'm telling you, it's, it's a uh, takeout restaurant, serves sandwiches and salads, soups, uh, locations from Ohio to South Florida and Texas to Georgia, mostly the southeastern uh, part uh of the uh, U.S. Where chicken is a way of life. Yeah, yeah, 100, 100 stores. Anyway, uh, the recipes are from Real Chicks, named after family and friends like Olivia's Old South. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Or uh, Cranberry Kelly or mm-hmm. Jalapeno Holly. So you can figure it out. Clever. Me, but check them out. All right. Well, uh, well, my pick of the week is something I've probably chosen before, but I used it today. Yes. And it's also ordination season. Mm-hmm. So you might be thinking of what can I get the priest who has mm-hmm. nothing yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Roman Ritual. So this is a three-volume set of, of the original Roman Ritual. Um, and volume, volume three is the blessing. So like the mm-hmm. blessing of a house, the blessing of an electric dynamo, the mm-hmm. blessing of a telegraph. It's all in there. Um, uh, the Latin is on one side. The English is on the other. It's a three-volume set. Usually runs about 150 bucks. So if you want an ordination gift for for That's your priest, one. this is a good one. Uh, they've nice. been reprinted by um, by Beretta Books. All righty. Well, uh, Jeff, we're so grateful for those who support our show, aren't we? Absolutely. And this week, the Catholic Underground is possible because of people like you. Join the growing number of undergrounders at catholicunderground.com/donate. An important way to support us is to like us, heart us, star us, and share us on your social media platform of choice. And if you really like the podcast, pop on by iTunes, leave us a review, and click them stars, children. Yep, our panelists have been Kathleen Lee, the benefactress at Kaylee626 on Instagram. Thanks, Kaylee. Yes, indeed. Also, Olivia Galino is at the real dots. OMG, the real OMG with dots oh in it. Uh, thanks, Olivia. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, uh, Jeff's at Jeff Blackwellis on Twitter. Uh, thanks, Jeff. You're our tech director. Uh, a pleasure and an honor. Research assistant, the leader of the crew in the lab is Jim Hayes. Our video and our graphics director is Ed Ball. You know me. I'm Father Chris Decker. You can follow me on the Instagram and on the Twitter at Digital Catholic. We hope that we've helped you, help you cut through the noise and find that still small voice. With the Catholic Underground, we're FaithCon Digital. We will see you next time.